Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. We are joined by a special guest today. He's uh, all the way in East Grand Forks right now, Dixon Bowen. Dix, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having you, you here. Um, we do wish we had you in studio, but that's all right. You're up in East Grand Forks. Um, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, I'm an avid listener, so happy to be here and uh, let's get after it. I like it. And as always, I'm joined by Trevor Olson and Jack Mason. My name is Cage Osmus. Um, before we get into our weekend recap, I do want to shout out a certain company, uh, one that I happen to work for. It's called Mini Movers. Um, we're out of Golden Valley, Minneapolis, and currently I am in my office right now. And the reason I wanted to uh, shout out Mini Movers is because we are we are looking for new employees currently. So um and we're offering, you know, $20 an hour to $27 an hour, depending on your skill set. So there is opportunity to make some good, pretty good money there. Um, we always get tipped on our jobs and we've got a great group of guys here. So you're guaranteed to enjoy the workday with us. And uh, just wanted to shout that out. If you or anyone you know um, might be interested or is looking for a job, send them my way. I'd love to love to have a conversation with them. And after that, let's get into our weekend recap brought to you by Beauty Status. And like I said last week, guys, Beauty Status has those head covers for your uh, driver. And they've got poles now for the golf course, as well as all the other stuff they've got, um, you know, stickers and flags for the man cave. Just very authentic stuff. Um, they do a genuine job there with the uh, Minnesota brand and in hockey all around. Ols, what did you get up to on the weekend here? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good weekend. I made it uh, up to Duluth. Um that uh on that friday we played in a golf scramble for um stevie anderson his name was he's our old uh, golf professional um up at ridgeview country club uh so we played in his um golf scramble he passed away to, to a heart heart attack a few years back um so they do that fundraising thing uh every year it's a pretty fun gig six man scrambles so it's guys go low um we unfortunately What's got we got very intoxicated and only went 13 <laughs> under, but <laughs> just six man scrambling a couple pars out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. The par threes were daggers out there. So um, no, it was, uh, it was really fun. And then um, we made the trip down to the, uh, the cabin scene. I, I've mentioned it before on this show, um, but there's about six or seven families that we grew up playing hockey and hanging out with as, as kids and the parents stayed friends and they all have cabins down on that lake. So uh, we made the trip down there and it was a heck of a weekend. That sounds like a hell of a time. Um, I'm still kind of trying to put together how many drinks you guys must have had collectively as a group to shoot 13 under on a, <laughs> on a big man scramble. I love those scores. 
boys come in, you're like, what's your dart out there at Dash 13? Pretty good, you? Like, no, it's not very good. But no, we were, had fun, huh? we were we were awful. We were awful. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of good golfers to it that just didn't play up. Like, I was – I'm – I would say I'm a, a pretty good golfer above average. Um, and I was the fourth or fifth worst player on our team. So the fact yeah. that the, 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 fact, the fact that our A players didn't show up, we had four A players. They were all ass. Me and my brother contributed <laughs> way more than we should have. So shout out Troy there. I remember you telling us how good your team was going up there. So I was like, oh, they might win this thing. So that's, that makes it all that much better. But you guys just fucking laid an egg. Oh, yeah. I huge, huge egg. A lot <laughs> of extra. <laughs> What's that? What were the winners? They had to have been like 21, 22. I think they were 20 under. The, the course was playing really tough. It was at Cloquet Country Club. Uh, for those that have played it, it it's, a, it's a tough course. Um, and they shaved the greens down pretty good. They were rolling. It was it was awesome. We were just terrible. That's the bottom line. <laughs> That's good. Mace, what did you get up to this weekend? Um, not a whole lot. Uh my sister came back from Nebraska, which is pretty fun. So Friday night she came over to the new place and we went out to some bars and stuff, showed her around uptown. Uh Saturday, had a hungover brunch with the family. Uh nice. kind of brutal, but not too bad. Then just watched football for the rest of the day. And then Sunday, I had a like family lunch for one of my uncles, and then we went to the state fair as a family after, which is pretty fun. Love so, that. Pretty laid back for the crazy. most part, hey? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that good Labor Day weekend there, Dix. What'd you get up to? Fill us in on uh, your. You had a long weekend, didn't you? Oh yeah. Believe it or not, I was back in Minneapolis. Usually there every other weekend, it seems like. <laughs> that place. Uh, Friday, I kind of kept it low key. Oh, not really. I went to Maynard's and had a couple drinks, but Josie got us back home at about 12:30. And then Saturday was a long day. I played 18 with my uncle at his country club. Um, played in a big little money match. There's a there you go there and up went 50 bucks. I was kind of I was pretty dialed, pretty dialed. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I won some money there. And then right after that, I buzzed over to Chaska to play a 2v2 with Little Tupper, Ty Osmus, Gage's little bro. And we played <laughs> Josie and Matt Boldy. And we we kind of took it to him. Really? We did a little match play or stroke match play, um, low ball. And I think we were up by like four holes or something. Go <laughs> Ty, Ty was, <laughs> I was, I was checked out from the beginning. I was honestly terrible. I think, I think I had bogeys the first eight holes. I was, if I would have missed out, there's a five footer for par. If I would have missed that, that would have been the first time in my career that I've ever not having, not had a par on the, on Rode the bogey train. Oh, no, oh, that's, yeah. that's tough. But all was fun. <laughs> and then, uh, me and Josie kind of had a quiet night Saturday night, and then uh, Sunday I got a text from Gager, asked me to come out on a little yacht party. There and you go. Actually, that's my first time on Tonka and first time on a yacht, so that was that was kind of a fun night. We were out there for a few hours and checking things off the bucket list. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's crazy. Hey, I've been there like every other weekend, and I haven't been out on Tonka yet. But um, no, it was, it was a good weekend. It was a long weekend, and that drive yeah. home is always, always always a little stung. Oh yeah, yeah. but no, it was oh good. yeah, yeah. So we, uh, it was obviously a long Labor Day weekend there, and uh, so it was Paul's birthday on the sixth. It was his thirtieth birthday. Paul Adu's thirtieth birthday down here, and. Um, his girlfriend Kip and Keller had uh, had arranged a little surprise surprise thirtieth for him on on Sunday on Tonka on that boat Lady on the Lake it's called. Um, so this has been going on for a little while. It's been being planned. Uh, it was pretty funny, you know. Leading up to it, uh, <laughs> the 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 troubles she went through of of you know like. <laughs> They went, she planned it like the week before and they went up to Lutzen the week before and they're driving up to Lutzen together and she's like texting us in a group chat and we're just firing off from this group chat, like making jokes and stuff. There's like 12 guys in it. And she's like, she's like, stop texting me. Like he's going to notice I'm texting someone. I'm not really texting that much and he's going to notice I'm on my phone or whatever. So then we keep texting in and, and she eventually tells us like, he just asked me like who I'm texting. Like he probably thinks I'm cheating. Like, <laughs> so that was <laughs> So that was good. And then, and then, uh, so our plan was to take Dewey out golfing Sunday morning and kind of take him, you know, kind of distract him from the day a bit. And then we were all getting on the boat at five o'clock. So we take him out to Rush Creek golfing. We, our tea time was at 7.40 AM. Um, we play the first eight, we play the first 18. Tomer and I, Keaton Thompson and I were on a team uh, playing Vegas versus Paul and uh, Luke Johnson. We absolutely crush them. Just embarrass them. <laughs> and and Dewey's and, and Dewey's Dewey's there like, all right, we gotta play another 18. Like, let's find another tea time. And we're like, ah, like, ah, I'm pretty tired. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, no, we're fucking playing another 18. Like, what are you talking about? And we're like, don't you have like a dinner with Kip at five o'clock or something? He's like, Yeah, I'll fucking push that back. Like, let's just let's go. Like, so <laughs> We had to, we had to like tell him like now we're going home to nap like we're done we'll see you later, and then before the boat at like three o'clock he's texting all of us like what are you guys doing like where's everyone at we're all at Maynard's pregame on the boat <laughs> we're like his parents are there like his family is so funny we're like ah we're just, ah we'll see you after the dinner at five like what are you what are you doing and he's like I don't fucking know what we're doing like I don't know. <laughs> So it was pretty cool. We all uh, got on the boat and kind of surprised him. Ended up uh, ended up being a really good deal there and really fun. Got to see Paul's parents. They uh, we've seen them over a lot over the over the past years and getting to know them through college. But uh, yeah, it was a long day Sunday, and then I woke up and uh, played Troy Byrne on on Monday on Labor Day. Let's go. What a goddamn track that is! Unreal track. I told you. I told you the last week. It's unbelievable. It's it's beautiful. It's so fun. I should have stayed and played with you. You should have. I mean, I, you had the opportunity to, Dix, and you didn't. Well, well he'd have, he would he would arrived at home at like one a.m. on on, oh, yeah, that's on tough, Monday yeah. night. So yeah. Well, well I, I actually left at like two o'clock on Monday. I was just laying in on Josie's couch for hours. We watched Lord of the Rings, and it was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. But 
it's funny. It's funny golfing these, you know, you go off like Rush Creek and Troy Burn, and you grow up golfing Valley Golf Course and King's Walk out in Grand Forks. And it's like, these courses are just taking dumps on those courses. <laughs> They're unbelievable. I've going out to mint, like, that's why I go out there most of the time. Like, <laughs> time I'm going there, I talk, call Ty or you or whatever, and let's get a tea time, play Rush Creek, Chaska, whatever it is. And, yeah, that, that's the best part about going out there, and then it is. Usually, I end up showing up to the tee box a little stung, but yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that comes with it. Yeah, you take advantage of the shampoo effect, get a couple beers early, and you're right back into one there. <laughs> oh, then I'm just peering it. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the aiming. What, what did the guy call it? At Troy Burn. He called it like the aiming juice that's, or something. Aim, yeah, aiming fluid. It's really yeah, the aiming fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's good. That's good. That's, that's my brother's go-to. He's like, oh, I just I just gotta have one more drink to get the aiming fluid going. <laughs> just like... <laughs> it works. It fucking works. <laughs> um, but let's move on to the uh, fun stuff brought to you by Butter Golf. Um, I did want to start off with our nail gun of the week. I've got a couple nominees here. Um, does anyone want to start us off or do you want me to go first? Uh, lead the way gauger. Okay. So as always, I've got, I've got two or three here. Actually, I've got two. Sorry. You want to, um, I, I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can, you can take my, well, it's going to be tough to explain it to you, but um, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. so the first one, so the first one, do you know what, uh, do you know in golf also when you stymie someone, you stymied them? Yeah. You put the ball in front of like the ball ends up like in their line on the putting green. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw a video of, uh, so Byron Nelson's playing Sam Sneed. And I think this was for a major, I can't remember the tournament. But Sam Snead puts his ball and it and it lands, you know, Byron Nelson's maybe four feet away from always got kind of a tap in. Sneed's ball rolls right in front of his. And Sneed doesn't mark it, right? Because you like you don't have to mark it if you don't want to or whatever. So you have to go around it. Um so Byron so Byron Nelson takes out the, the wedge, and on this video he just fucking chips it right over the right over the ball and just dunks it into the hole and then he hits Sneed's ball out of the way. <laughs> so unbelievable. Just fuck you. <laughs> Nail gun. That's Nail so gun move right there. And then uh my second one is Shohi Otani. He is leading the Angels in all betting categories and pitching categories. I don't know if that's ever been done. That's a pretty ridiculous stat there. Um, I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but, you know, shouts to Shohei there. You're a nail gun, bud. I saw that as well. That guy's a freak of nature, and the fact that the Angels were trying to trade him at the deadline is just wild. You it's big not- M- you big MOB guy, Dix? No, not at all. Yeah, me oh, either. I- Only when there's a 12 o'clock matinee that I bet on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not really into the MLB or NBA. I guess NBA playoffs is fun to watch, but yeah, I've been actually since uh, since I graduated college. I've been really getting into football. That's, yeah, I love getting on the couch on Sunday and watching football. That's now you're speaking the language. We're back. We're we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, my uh, nail gun of the week, Evan Trump. 
Evan Trump. Evan Evan Trump. Uh, I I truthfully don't know his whole story. Do you mind mentioning it, Gage? I know you're a little closer on it, uh, but he was just hired as the um, head coach of the Anchorage Wolverines in the Nall. Um, he's been through a lot, so I think just uh, him kind of getting past, getting through all of his stuff that he was going through and then being named a head coach of a junior hockey team is pretty cool. So mine's Evan Trump. Yeah, so he had uh, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and obviously, Trumper's a guy who is going to beat the shit out of that and did. Um, so he recovered from that, and I think he's all good now, all clear, and he started coaching that team up in – Alaska, and now, yeah, Ols just said it. You got named the head coach. That's uh, unbelievable. Trupper, great guy. Absolute nail gun for sure. He's a nail gun every week. Definitely won this week, so that's a great call. Also, I like that. Thank you. Mace, you got a nail gun this week? Yeah, I got one. Uh, so I think this happened yesterday, or at least the quote came out yesterday. Uh, Zadarius Smith, uh, he was on the Packers last year, signed to the Vikings uh, this offseason, uh, said that he signed with the Vikings just so he can play the Packers twice a year. Yeah. And yeah. apparently he wasn't treated that well at the Packers, so I just thought that was nails. You know, you just signed to a team just so you can play them twice a year just to get yeah. the shit out of them. I love that. That is – that's unreal. That's such a ballsy play. Like – He's had some injuries, so I hope he stays healthy. But that's so sick! Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't pay me, so I'm gonna play for this team because I get to play you guys twice. I hope he's back here in Rogers like five times. We're getting close, boys. We're getting close. Uh huh. Can't fucking wait. That's good call. That's good call, Mace. I saw that as well. Uh, I saw that quote. Couldn't be happier. I hope he just absolutely plows through the Packers' offensive line. Um, Dix, did you think of any, or should we move on to the next one here? You don't have to think of one. I already gave two, so we've got four out there. Yeah, well, I've been thinking of one, but I don't know if it's appropriate for the for the potty. Is <laughs> happened on Saturday or Sunday night when we went to Maynard's. Uh I don't know if that would be able to appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll leave that one off. We'll leave, leave it that one off for now, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. I do have a, I do have a new, I have a little hypothetical for us here. So you're going to have to think about this a little bit. Okay. This is, this was found on TikTok. So you guys might've heard of it. Um, I deleted the app. I was addicted to it. I had to. Attaboy. Yeah. I don't have it either, but someone sent it to me and I was actually, it's, it's a great topic here. So You've got a game of chess. Who wins? Someone who can read minds or someone who can see into the future? Read minds. Because he can read he can read the guy that can see into the future's mind. So technically they can both um see into the future. But I think but then, the, but then the, yeah. the future seer is going to see him reading his mind. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but he can't. But the future seer can't read 
I don't know. That's it's <laughs> that's, that's fucking impossible. Way over my head, Gager. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I don't <laughs> know. I think you have to go with the future. Future. The guy who can see into the future. No. No. But yeah, the other guy can read his mind. It it has to be the guy. Oh, that is. It's gonna, it's, the game's never going to end. Yeah, it's it's going to yeah. be a, a stalemate. Yeah, it might be. I mean, what if what if the what if the future seer can uh, be thinking of a different strategy, but he knows the other strategy uh, that he's going with? <laughs> <laughs> he, he like that would have to have some kind of like secret. Uh, I don't even know. I, I can't. I I personally, I'm gonna choose um, the guy that can uh, read minds over the, see the future. That's a yeah. that's a good poll. We'll throw this up when we when we put. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I I truthfully think if you think about it long enough, there, you guys are right. It's a stalemate. I don't think anyone's coming out on top on that one, but. It's fun to debate. Um, I did have another question for us since we are a podcast. Um, what's your guys' favorite podcast? Do you guys have one outside of the has-beens, of course? Um, I would go with uh, Impulsive. Logan Paul, Mike Maylack, George. Um, I watch that one probably the most. What? What? Why? Just interesting guests or you like Logan Paul or what, what is it? I like, I like Logan Paul. A lot of people are going to give me shit for that, but I like him. I think he's a good dude, and I like him more than Jake, that's for sure. But I think I like their podcast better than Full Send. I think they get about as good of guests on both podcasts, but I think their questions are a lot better. They get I, I feel like they get more in-depth, and um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Logan Paul and Mike Malak, especially Mike, is, is good at like articulating good questions to ask on there. For uh, sure. I like full send, but I feel like the guy's kind of like a hockey guy. He's just like, oh, that's sick, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're they're not that good at asking like yeah, and real like questions. those guys are like smart with it. Like they actually, I don't know, they're better questions and For again, sure. Mike Mike Tyson, um, podcast. He's just—he's literally just freaking munching on shrooms the entire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forty-five minutes, and Mike's like, "Hey, Mike, you—you want a water?" He's like, "Nope, just gotta let it sit in your mouth." He's just literally chewing; he can't even speak. <laughs> but, yeah. You want water? Yeah. I'm—I'm I'm truthfully not a huge podcast guy. Uh. I like I don't have a Spotify account. Um but I you know I've listened to Spittin' Chicklets. Um my brother's huge into Spittin' Chicklets, so I've listened to a few of their episodes. I love it, you know, just hockey and whatever. Um but I do like the uh I've recently been listening to those murder mystery ones on uh like road trips and that shit gets my attention like for hours and i like I, I i love watching like the netflix uh you know cold case murder mystery docu-series all those things so i think the podcast just kind of gives me that itch um i've 
Mace, did you ask which one? Did somebody ask which one? I don't I don't know what it's called, but uh although I'm I'm kind of into that shit too. Yeah, it's I don't know why it catches my shit. I I love it. I like that stuff too, Ols. Mace, did you have a favorite podcast? Yeah, um, I only basically listen to one other podcast, and it's called What Jeans. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. What um, Jeans is yeah, that with what is jeans. that with Danny Heatley? Yeah, All-Star? dude, it's the funniest shit ever. Oh my god! If you really? haven't listened to it yet, look it up. Like, it's so fucking funny. It's they basically <laughs> talk about nothing for an hour and just shoot the shit. Yeah. It's so funny. I love that. I'm gonna have to look into that one. I like I like I like Danny Allstar on Twitter, so I'll have to listen to that. He that guy is fucking funny. It's like him and his roommate or something who do it and yeah. they just go back and forth the whole time. It's comedy. Yeah, so I guess mine I've got two like Olstead um one of them's just like a it's like a it's like a season or like a series. It's almost like a TV show, but there's only one season. It's called Dr. Death. Um, it's a really good listen on the long road trip. It's like this guy faked his, he like con man his way into having a medical or a doctor degree from um, Harvard and he never went to school there or never graduated. So this guy ends up, you know, performing. He's like a surgeon. They hire him as a surgeon in Texas and he ends up performing all these he ends up performing all these surgeries and ends up like paralyzing. He's doing back surgeries. He's like paralyzing people, killing them. Like he fucked up like 30 people before they finally caught on and put them in jail. But it's a pretty crazy listen. I, I, I do suggest people listen to that one. If you're on a long car trip, it's, it's addicting. And then my the the one podcast. Oh yeah. True story. Very true. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's bullshit. Like it makes you. How did it take him thirty? Like thirty. <laughs> well, apparently it's it, it 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 explains in the show. It's like every hospital is looking for a good surgeon, and this guy, you know, his his resume looked great, and he just faked the whole thing. And these hospitals just wanted they hired him just because they needed surgeons, and he just kept doing it and. Apparently he would like, he would get kicked out of a hospital or like fired, but they would never say anything because they didn't want people to know that he was a surgeon at their hospital. So like no one ever would ever know because these hospitals were never saying anything about it. Um, it's, it's fucking nuts, but yeah, it makes you, it makes you think like, I I absolutely cannot. I have to like, if you're getting a surgery on anything, like, do your research on the doctor. It doesn't mean they're actual surgeon. They just must be. They might be some fucking average Joe just hacking people up. <laughs> and then uh, the one, the one podcast I listen to almost every episode. Pardon my take with Big Cat and PS. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good they, one. I've yeah, listened that, to a couple of those. That's good. Just touches on all sports. You know, analysts, everything. You know, reporters. It's it's just a great listen for sure. Um. um I wanted I wanted to add. Did you guys see this uh, cold case um, podcast that solved a mystery? No, no. They no. solved. They solved. A, I'll have to do some digging on this, and I'll bring it up. Bring it up next episode. Uh, 
but there's a cold case podcast that they like looked into and they looked into like they do research and they kind of like look into what happened and where the lead went cold and they found new details that ended up finding out who killed somebody and they announced it on their finale of their podcast and then the guy got arrested no no fucking way yes yep that's like that that's like that larry david curb your enthusiasm episode where some guy got out of prison because he was filmed in one of the episodes where larry david was at the la dodgers game yes and he couldn't he didn't have like a he didn't have an alibi saying he was there because he went by himself but then in the episode like he's at the game and he's like that's fucking me like get yeah out of jail yeah that's <laughs> that's on netflix that documentary is on netflix that was fucked it's nuts yeah oh. that's that stuff's just wild uh, yeah. i can't believe that stuff but Let's uh, let's get into what we came for. Let's talk to Dixon about his hockey career. Um, Dix obviously f- grows up in East Grand Forks. Um, his father, Jeff Bowen, UND legend, also played at the University of North Dakota. So obviously, Dix, you're growing up in East Grand Forks. You've already, you know, you kind of already got, you're already cemented into being a hockey player, I can imagine, with your dad. Um you know, playing for the University of North Dakota, was there any doubt in your mind at any point that you would pursue a different sport other than hockey? Uh, I guess, I mean, all the way up, I played all the sports, soccer, baseball, football, and golf. And, I mean, hockey, right away, I started with my dad because in 1996, when I was born, we had the, the big flood. So they had to put in a, a dike, and it was going to go right through our house. So we had to move to an apartment building. And so right when we got there, my dad, it was winter time, and my dad flooded the tennis courts out there. And so I started skating when I was, like, one years old. So right away, I got off yeah. the start and just started skating around. And um, so I knew I definitely loved the game at an early age. But um, – I guess it didn't really grow on me until maybe like squirts, peewees. Um, I mean, my dad always had like carries, a lot of Sioux alums come out and they're always helping yeah. women, you know, we got a oh, group, yeah. group growing up. So you didn't, definitely... you didn't have much of a choice. Yeah. You didn't have much of a choice to play hockey. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask, you know, like, I know how you were raised by Jeff, obviously, and, and every every parent's different with raising their children. Um, and I know Jeff was was kind of a hard ass on you when he was when you were younger. You know, like Dix, you know, get your sleep, eat right, you know, do all this stuff, stretch, do all the right things. Probably what got you to where you were, you know, where you are now. I mean, you played at North Dakota. Um, if Jeff didn't do that, you know, maybe you wouldn't have made it. So I wanted to ask a little bit, you know, how was that growing up in, in kind of a stricter household in terms of, you know, what you were allowed to do and, and how serious Jeff took your career as well growing up? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always had to have my phone out in the kitchen growing up. I couldn't – and I'd always sneak out there, and he would know because our house was kind of creaky, so he'd always know when I was sneaking out there to grab my phone. <laughs> I literally get to my room and all of a sudden the door opens and he's right there. He's like, get your ass to bed. So that was, it was always 
pretty strict all the way up because better. And I guess you you guys know my personality. I can stray off the path a little bit, but uh, no, he definitely reeled me in, and um, I guess I thank him for that because you know he he got me on the right track, um, did the right things, and he already knew what it took to to get to UND and play at that level for sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that can go kind of two ways. Um, you know, some 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 kids. They end up kind of resenting their parents for being too hard on them when they were younger, or they, you know, thank them and they're appreciative, even though maybe sometimes growing up um, kind of pissed you off. Maybe, I don't know if it pissed you off, Dix, you were a pretty laid back guy. You probably just laughed, but um, it's cool here, you know, because Jeff did push you hard and, and I think it is for sure a reason why you got to where you were, but um, I did want to touch on that, but Let's get so you're growing up in East Grand Forks and, and you pretty much always have a good team growing up in East Grand Forks because you said, you know, Carrie Eads has got Eddie there and Pooleys, the Pooleys are in town and you got you're growing up playing with Colton Pullman and, and you've got all these great coaches. So you get to East Grand Forks, you get to high school, you get to I mean, you guys did pretty well in Bantams and State as well, but then you get to high school and you guys actually win win the state championship. So, you know, what was that like? Um, and I do, I think that was that was that was the first state championship in East Grand Forks history for hockey, at least. Yep. Well, yeah, we won in fourteen um, and fifteen. We went back to back. Not a big deal. Not <laughs> bad, you. No, but honestly, it started at such a young age, like. When we had our teams, like I was playing with you, Gager, and we had our teams growing up, and um, Pee Wee's, Bantams, we were always playing. We always had a great schedule, like my dad and um, Palmo and Carrie Eads. We'd all we'd set up a nice schedule. We'd go out and play Edina, Blaine, Eden Prairie, all those teams, all those cities' teams, all the way up, and we'd we'd win some of them and obviously lose some. But I mean, at a young age, playing against those that kind of yeah. high caliber kids out in the cities. We were just kind of used to it and that, that got us in the right mentality. And then high school, um, you know, we were working out with Mark Pullman at an early age and we had this, this core group that came up and four guys went on to play D one. And I think there's like 12 guys on our 2014 team that played juniors. So yeah. first for a single A team, that's pretty good. And we kind of knew, like, we're, we're going to win this thing no matter what. And we we ended up winning pretty good um, junior year. We had Pooley, your brother, Ty. Yeah. We had a good senior class. And what type, what type of shenanigans do you guys get up to when you uh, get home from that first state champion game or win and – you're only a junior in high school. It's like, you know, do you full send it? Uh, do yeah. you go home and go to sleep? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys end up doing that? Uh, junior year, I think, I think we might, uh, we might honestly went to your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put a hundred percent on that one, but we might have to Sandy Osmus's house and had a little banger. But I can see that. I can yeah. see that being I a very. I can see that as well. I can see that being Austin a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so was, and then my senior year when we won, um, I had to stay an extra day 
because I was up for the Mr. Hockey yeah. final. But not a not I, a big deal. <laughs> I was kind of you? the the boys took the bus home and they had like an escort into town and everybody was like out in the downtown area and all the dads were just out there just getting hammered and it was it was kind <laughs> of a big deal. So I missed out on right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after that ends, do you uh do you go straight to the Fargo Forest after that and play after the high school season, or did you shut her down until the next season? Um, going into senior year, I played with Fargo before the season, and then I think it was maybe 10 games playing with Pooley. And then they wanted me to stay, but I'm like, you know what, we got to we gotta get this thing back-to-back. Like, yep. Yeah. What, what's the point of leaving early – Right now, I, I just want to be with my boys and, and win another one. And so I played the season, and then I ended up, I think it was a week later that I went and joined Fargo and finished out the season with them. And then yeah. that, that was the last year John Marks was there. And yeah. then next year, Kerry Eads came in, and he was coaching. So that was that was a tough decision because he was, you know, him and my dad are best friends. Me and Eddie are best friends, and I respect them. But I just I went out and visited Penticton and <clears throat> loved it there. I knew Tyson Jones was going in, Gabe Bass, yeah. Nick Jones, that crazy, crazy yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pullman, obviously. And we went out there together and it was just I mean, it was unbelievable out there at BC and Fred's yeah. a great coach. Fear was in the yeah. program a while back. He used to play there and so it, it kind of all lined up and it felt right. Yeah. Out, like, I want to you know, have a good year out here with these guys and go in with these guys. So, Dix, I want to kind of circle back. I want to kind of circle back to what you had mentioned before. So you, you ended up playing in the USHL before your senior season. So what's it like playing in the USHL and then – having to go back to high school and play, you know, how different is the game um, where you kind of like, you know what, this is like, this is easy. Like, did it feel like, you know, you were playing down a level or, you know, what was that like? Well, it was, I mean, obviously I, John Marks called my dad and asked if I wanted to come uh, try out for the camp. And so I went there and, and had a pretty good camp. And then he's like, why don't you why don't you stay for a few games before your high school season? So, I mean, the first first few games is kind of like scary. These guys are ready to take your head off. I was kind of like, well, a little bit of a shock, but um, I kind of settled it. This, this is obviously really good hockey, and um, got to it a little bit, and then going back, and that's right after that, I committed to UND. So I was kind of going back you know with a big big head on my shoulders feeling pretty oh good. yeah committed to UND and so I'm going back to high school I'm like oh this is this is gonna be fun and you just kind of felt super confident every game and and obviously it was a, it was a step below and everything felt a little bit easier out there on on the that's ice. gonna feel that's gonna feel pretty good though you know like because I can't remember the last time I played a hockey game where I felt like, you know, this is going to be fucking easy. Like you kind of had been feeling that a little bit going back to high school. Like 
Oh man, I, I feel good. I, I, I'm I'm gonna fucking dominate this game. That's that had to have been what you were thinking going in. Yeah, well, and another thing, like I'm surrounded. Our team at East Side was was pretty good, so we could snap it around pretty well. And um, you know, there's there's a couple teams in the section like Warroad and Thief River that are that are really good, but um, then it kind of drops off. So you're you're kind of just not getting complacent out there and just trying to stick to the game plan, not not getting a bunch of bad habits and stuff. But for sure, I definitely. It was definitely a confidence boost playing in Fargo, and because obviously all those guys are going D one and everything, so you're getting used to that level and what getting a little taste of it, and then coming back like, yeah, I've played a couple of games in in Fargo. I'm feeling pretty good right now, but <laughs> yeah. definitely a good a good experience. Um, and it was nice having Pooley out there too. Would you, would you recommend that if kids have the opportunity to go and play some games before their high school season or whatever, would you recommend that they do that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big believer in it too. I just think that um, it kind of keeps you, you know, if you just continue playing high school, that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you get to kind of see where other people are at outside of Minnesota and outside of your circle. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's, that's huge in kind of gauging, you know, where you view yourself as a hockey player. Cause you can be a very, very, very good, you know, high school hockey player in Minnesota. And then you get a chance and play some games in the NAL or the USHL, whatever it might be. And then it's like, okay, now I can go back and use this, my senior year get better. So when I come in and play a full year at this level, I'll be just as good as I am now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And For you, sure. you get a taste of both, both worlds, you know, you get to play a little bit there and then come back, play high school and you know, you're going to play at the end of the season with them too. So you're not really, you're not really missing much, honestly. Like, yeah. I think guys are going to get to their spot no matter what I feel like if they're, yeah. you know, 100%. Hundred percent. I think the right decision there for sure is um, there's you know when Dix goes to when Dix goes to Fargo before the high school season, there's two ways that can go. You know, like he plays those games, and then once those games are up, he has to go back to high school. It's either he's pumped to get back to East Grand Forks and play for the high school team, or he's like, "Fuck, I'm having a great time with these guys in Fargo. Like, I kind of want to stay." You know, and I think. You got to do what you want to do there. And, and if you want to go back, obviously, you, that's the right choice. You go back. If you want to do that, that's what you got to do. If you want to stay in Fargo and not go back, that's, that's you know, you got to do what you want to do. And I had a little – it's nothing – you know, when I was growing up, I I'd went to – my senior – actually, it was my sophomore year. I would went to practice with the Fargo Force for a week. And – it was nothing against the guys. Like I had great friends in East Grand Forks. I was all about hockey and, and our team wasn't that great. Um, so when I went to Fargo, I was like, gosh, like I don't want to go back. I want to fucking stay here. You know, like yeah. I was having a great time. Like it was awesome. Um, so I think that's where the, the decision has to be made. Um, it's you got to do whatever, whatever you want to do, because, you know, when you're happiest, that's when you're going to be, that's when you're going to be playing at your best. Um, and that's when your spirits can be highest, and and ultimately that's that's the choice you have to make. I don't think it's a very hard one. People try to make it really hard. It's like life or death. Like, do I leave? Do I stay? Well, just 
fucking ask the kid what he wants to do and then go with that. Yeah. I don't know. He's the one doing it. It's it seems like it's always the parents making the decision. It's like, yeah. well, let's just ask the kid what he wants to do. <laughs> and you know, another thing, like it'd be different if I was on a you know a lower level team, like I'm not gonna name any of them, but a lower level team and it's 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 a little bit different then. But the boys that we had in East Grand Forks, there's no question I wanted to come back and, and do that again. And, uh, well, same, do same with Olsus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same with Olsus scenario too. It's like you're not leaving that. Like, what are you going to leave that for? You're an idiot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you're playing on some shit team, I mean, and you're not enjoying it, and you're losing all these games, like, you get the hell out of there. Yeah. yeah, it's it it's crazy though, because then you think of like think of some of the kids that came out of like Delano, you know, like yeah. <laughs> who is who is the one who is the one stud that went to um uh Michigan Tech? Um oh I can't think of his name, but then uh, oh but I can't I can't come yeah, up. Yeah, I can't he was he was one or two years older than me in high school. He was nasty, he had like a hundred and some points at Delano. Um but then they had that uh the Myers kid, I think. Was that his name? Isn't he the captain of the Gophers now? Or yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. This is why I love this is why I love talking about this shit because everybody's story is different. Everybody's high school team is different. I'll tell you right now, just like Gage said, Duluth East, we were we were disgusting. You know, we we lost my senior year. We lost one game. Like I wouldn't have want to. I didn't want to miss that for my life. You know, but it's like, but you come to this crossroads and it's like you these huge decisions you know you make them much bigger than they are yeah looking back on it it's like i get to play i got to play with my my best buddies we got to go to the state tournament for the third year in a row you know we we ended up losing whatever and it sucks but it's just like would have my senior year in green bay wisconsin you know been any you know how i could have hated it and wanted to (laughs) be done with hockey you know and it's yeah. no different. My junior year, you know, I had the option to go play in Kearney, Nebraska, and Tri City, and it was just like, well, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. There's yeah, one, yeah. There's a high school and a Qdoba there. Like, I'm not going to leave to play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a yeah, it's a great point. It's like I think back on why I made my decision. You know, it was it was kind of like. You know, you say, <laughs> you say, uh, Ols is like, yeah, you know, I got to play with my best buddies and we're having the time of our life. It's like when I was in East Grand Forks, you know, um, I had great friends. My best buddies are from there, obviously, but you kind of want to be with people who share the same passion you do for the same thing. For sure. And, and like you, you, you know, Dick's had that at East Grand Forks, Ols, you had it in Duluth East. For me, I didn't have it as much. Um, there weren't really many guys as committed as I was to, to the game of hockey at the time. Um, so when I got to Ann Arbor and I started playing, you know, my junior, senior year there, every kid there's just, you know, diehard hockey and we're sharing the same passion. We might be a little different personality-wise, but we all have the same goal that we want to be good at hockey. And it, it's uh, those, are, those are the kind of people you want to surround yourself with during those times, um, the people that share the same goal as you and, and have that same drive and work ethic because 
they ultimately end up pushing you to be better and, and you kind of gel with them a little more because, you know, all you want to do is think about hockey and talk about hockey and, and maybe even put in a little time outside the rink to get better. And um, that's just tough to find if got other guys aren't as passionate about the game as you are. So, hundred uh, percent. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because every, every decision and every single person's mindset is different. Everybody's mind is different. So it's like, you have to find out what you want to do. Like, who do you want to surround yourself with? Do you want to enjoy your time in high school with your friends? Do you want to find a different, more committed group? Like, it's the decision is much more simple than it needs to be, but there's so many different factors that come in. And then, you, you know, parents, you know, have their insights and, yep. and, and they don't really tell you to do one thing or the other. They just kind of play devil's advocate. And it's like, well, you have this here. And then if you go, you have that. And it's like, all right, what do you want to do? That's yeah. a, that's the ultimate thing. It's like, what, what do you feel is the best? It's no different when you decided you wanted to go, go to Penticton rather than Fargo. It was yeah. like, you knew, you knew, you knew people there. You had people that were committed to North Dakota with you going there. Like to me, it's like, yeah. that's an easy deci- decision. You just kind of had to yeah. listen. So you look at them like there's a right and there's a wrong. There's there's not. Yeah. It's just there's an A and there's a B and you don't know what's right and what's wrong. I mean, yeah. you you you, you throw all that. these pros and cons out there and you have no fucking idea what's yeah. gonna pan out. And so yeah, it's like just fucking ask the kid what he wants to do and just go with that. Yeah. No, is it was the the hardest part about it was telling Carrie Eads. Yeah. Yeah. That was he was uh, he wasn't too happy about that, but well, life goes on. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy that I made that decision to go to Penta. So have you uh, have you mended your relationship with Carrie uh, up since then, or is he is <laughs> oh, there still, right? still a little is there you still a in the wound? <laughs> I think two years later, I saw him at WeFest and. <laughs> sleeping on uh sleeping in his camper like right outside (laughs) (laughs) i'm walking by and carrie's like hey you want a shot (laughs) and no it's good everything's everything's all good there you know you know all the hockey guys are like you get in an argument and you get oh yeah everybody's mature about it so yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, if I'm in Carrie's shoes there, I'm fucking livid that you're leaving. I'm like, is this guy fucking serious? I coached this guy growing up his whole life, and now yeah. I'm coaching the Fargo Force, and he ends up leaving? Like, what the hell is going on? I mean, I can't imagine. I'm almost, like, pissed at you for Carrie for doing that. But <laughs> it, Honestly, if if uh, Josty and Gabe and all those guys that are were going to, weren't going to Penticton, maybe that might have swayed it. Maybe me and Colton both would have went to Fargo. I don't know, but no, I'm definitely. I had a great time in Penticton. That place is unbelievable. Yeah, I I went I went up there for a summer hockey camp when I was younger, and that place is a that place is a little hidden paradise there with uh, Lake Okanagan or whatever it's called. And yeah, oh yeah, it's there, unbelievable. There's a bunch of wineries everywhere. You're like the town has got two miles side and two lakes and a great bike. Yeah which is a hot spot so and then you get a like the traveling there like the places you get to see there going over to like victoria island you get to take a ferry drive your bus up there and take a ferry see whales and dolphins and all that cool stuff so no Not bad. get a Not place bad. 
Jordan Kawaguchi over on the Chilliwack Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dix, you're uh, obviously expecting to go into UND and you're going in with all your, your boys. I mean, your 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 thought process going in has to be similar to mine and Olsa's, like, this is the best fucking thing ever. Like, let's go. Um, when you get to campus, you know, what, what are some things that stick out that, you know, lived up to the hype or didn't, like you thought you were going to get this or you didn't, or you, you didn't, you never realized it was like this, you know, what kind of sticks out in your mind? Yeah. Well, going into it, I, I kind of thought that I had a little bit of a taste of it just growing up there my dad playing there and like taking me down in the locker room and just, growing up and knowing the culture. Um, but then once you actually get on the campus and you're, you're in there with the boys, it's a little different mentality and, um, obviously expectations are high and, um, it's a little, it's a little nerve wracking. And I was a little scared that, that first summer you boys, you boys know that I was, you know, we do all the, the rookie fines and all that stuff. And I was kind of the, the top of the leaderboard for that all summer long with, <laughs> with a couple bad decisions, but um, so, yeah, there's a couple times walking to the weight room when everybody's stretching, all the older guys are there, and I'm just walking in with my head down, just like fuck. But Dix was stepping on toes right when he got on campus. <laughs> just stood stepping on toes. <laughs> that's because nobody knew knew me like that once the boys kind of figure out i'm a kind of an idiot sometimes and <laughs> ended up taking me in but no is is going out for those first few skates too it was, it was nervous i was a little nervous but um is there any better feeling than that first time you step onto the ralph for an actual game that first exact that first like that's like one of the craziest feelings like the amount of adrenaline you have going like if you have any sort of heart trouble you're probably going down with a jammer (laughs) my my legs my legs were absolutely gassed after my first warm-ups oh i was buzzing around my legs were so heavy oh it was awful i was ripping pucks off the glass and Oh, high and tight for sure. <laughs> What's that, Dixie? I wish I could have done the four by four with that adrenaline for that. Like, oh yeah, fuck, fuck no, the four by four. Really, a, really a dream come true. And like when I committed, I committed to Hack, not not Bubs, but um, I remember it was you guys were playing Bemidji, and I was actually a little stat. I was the first guy in that new recruiting room. Um, yeah. yeah it, remade everything and um i just i literally right when he offered i just put my hand out i'm in yeah oh yeah i want i wanted to i wanted to touch base on um you know was there did you feel any pressure you know we had we touched base on your dad um playing at north dakota before and and the bowen name being a big uh, name in the und uh atmosphere you know did you feel any pressure or did you feel more um support than anything else um i'd say a little bit of both i knew a lot of support from the community in east grand forks and even like grand forks everybody likes the locals 
coming and playing there. Um, and then obviously, yeah, I, I think it was more pressure I put on myself going in. Like I want to be in the lineup every day and want to be playing. And um, yeah, especially that freshman year, just want to be in the lineup and do as much as I can show the coaches kind of what I'm made of. And um, so, yeah, I'd say just a little bit of both. Yeah, because you got Johnny walking in the coach's room every day when Dix is coming to school. You know, he's just he's got a fucking stall in the coach's room still. He's still working out at the Ralph. Like Johnny's just walking around and Dix is playing. He sees his dad with his towel on. It's like, all right, you know, Johnny, just take just take four years off. You can come back after I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> you know, my dad, he's not going to change his ways. He's, just because I'm going there, he's, he's still going to be ripping on the elliptical and doing his push-ups and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Dix, I did want to bring up a um, couple couple texts Ty sent me. So, you're, uh, which I forgot about this one, but um, your freshman year – I think as your freshman year, you guys ended up making party flyers and handing them out, and then you found yourself in the president's office, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, that was actually – I think that was my junior year. Can you believe yeah, okay. it? Was my, <laughs> it was my junior year. <laughs> and, uh, it was me, John Iconic. He was, uh, he was a freshman, and, um, yeah, we, we ended up going to the – we got a little study area computers there and we're like, let's, let's do this. We got a big party coming up. Let's, let's make some flyers. So we ended up going up in and throwing my picture on there and Johnny's picture on there. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> strap, strap the rollerblades on and start buzzing around campus, going to like all the sororities and like the dorms and them up to all these girls. Like, Hey, we got this part. You guys got to come. And obviously, that got straight to the AD's office. Uh, Bill Chaves at the time. Well, he still is there, but oh yeah, it got back to Bill, and then ended up finding myself in his office, and he wasn't wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> yeah, what does he say to you? Like, uh, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, it was it was along those lines, like what. What was your thought process going into this? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, get a get a lot of people at my party. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> trying to throw rage. I mean, have you have you been to the barn? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you catch more sh- did you catch more shit from Bubs or uh, Bill there? Um, probably Bubs. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say. Bubs- yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was definitely Bubs. Bill, me and him had a good relationship at North Dakota. I was uh, there's actually another kind of funny story when me and him were uh, conversing on email, and I address him as Mister Chaves. <laughs> oh, Chaves, and then sent him an email. He's like, and then he sent something back, and he's like, "Hey, um." You can address me as as Bill, and then I sent back. All right, Bill, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the boys were dying on that one. <laughs> all right, Bill, it is. <laughs> but no, we had we had um, a relationship. Bill's he's a, he's a great. He's, he's a, awesome. Yeah, I felt like it was a it was a carousel 
there was an AD carousel when Olsen and I were there. We had a new AD. It felt like almost every year or whatever, but maybe that was a present. Who is who is dry campus guy? The dry campus guy? Yeah. Was that Bill? That wasn't Bill. No. It was before Bill. It was, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was like, yeah, we're going to have a dry campus. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, okay. Good dude, luck. He- that must have been uh, that must have been President Kennedy. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> who came in from like Colorado or something? It's like, well, President Kennedy, we're in North Dakota here. That's not gonna fly ever. <laughs> no, it's this is not gonna work out. Sorry about it, but uh, Dix, I did have another one I wanted to ask you about. So, obviously, I I, I was still playing during this fad, the, the Fortnite fad. So, Apparently you got you got your Xbox taken away for playing too much Fortnite. Do you want to run us through that? <laughs> yeah. Um actually some people don't really know the full story because they thought it was it was Bubs that ordered to give my Xbox into him, but it was actually my dad. <laughs> I was uh the grades might have been slipping a little bit and I was playing a little bit of Fortnite too much Fortnite, and yeah the grades were going down bubs wasn't too happy about that and my dad's like you're gonna go in tomorrow and you're gonna give bubs your xbox take his fucking sticks away bubs <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i go in i give him my xbox so i'm like here you go like i'm fully focused let's get after it and funny thing is the next five games i had six points so i was i was kind of buzzing and then <laughs> And then nobody knows this. I ended up giving uh it was over Christmas break and I texted Johnny. I'm like, hey, you think I can borrow your Xbox for the break here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember hearing the story. You're banned from you're banned from playing. And then obviously once you log on, everyone can see you're on. And you're supposed to have your Xbox in the coach's office, but you're online just darting Fortnite. Right <laughs> <laughs> back on the sticks. Didn't miss a beat, <laughs> man. Fortnite, Fortnite was fucking insane, dude. We had such a good crew too. We were having an unbelievable time on there, and it's not even that. It's it's more, it's fun playing, obviously, but it's more about like bonding with the boys and talking shit or whatever. And yeah, but obviously, I paid too much attention to that, and the grades kind of went down a little bit, but bounce back it's all good yeah you came back that's all right that's what you need to do um so so dicks we always ask we always ask our, all of our guests um now obviously you played you played the gophers so leave the gopher series out of it because that's clearly you know there's nothing like playing the gophers when you're on und so where was your favorite spot to play on the road honestly as far as like rivalry, I would say I like I liked going to Denver because I I hated Denver and Duluth is is right there too, but Denver obviously the altitude sucks. You're going there and you're sucking wind the first couple periods, but um, it was always fun going to Colorado and getting in a day early. And I mean Colorado's beautiful and um. I always hated those guys. I mean, I hate everybody in the NCHC besides us, but it was, oh, yeah. it was always a good series. And that, that was probably one that it, it's tough to say because Duluth is up there and 
but I would, I would, I would put them at the top of the list for sure. Denver, Denver's always fun to go to just because, you know, you're going to a really nice restaurant and, and you're in, you know, Denver, it's pretty cool. Um, but playing those games is there. Those games are fun. Cause there's a lot of UND fans there, but it's fucking hard. <laughs> oh yeah. You get so tired so quick. Like, oh, it's fucking you, awful. I, I ne- I've never played a full series in Denver ever. Okay. <laughs> Apparently he's got like a altitude room where they can, if they're going to play Denver that week, they can crank it up to 8,000 feet. So their, their lungs are going to be ready for that one. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. They have that shit in the locker room now. Shut no, up. No, it's, is it in the locker room? I thought it was in the weight room. They got like, yeah, well that, yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. 20, 20 bikes, bunch of ellipticals. I don't know what else in there. Like you can literally train, Shit, I'd probably train there most of the summer if I was. Yeah. Boys. Fuck yeah. Fat camp. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on the 10,000 fucking, I'll be <laughs> huffing and puffing here, sweating like a grease monkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe the, the additions they made to the rink. I mean, even when we were there, they're still making additions, and now they're just making more. It's like, well, how, that- much shit do you, how much shit do you have to build to get get kids to play hockey there? It's like. Holy fuck! Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they we had 15 yards of turf, and now they got 60 yards of turf in there. And really, yeah, Jack, yeah. sending me a couple of videos today of it's 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 getting there. It's almost finished, and it's it's unbelievable. That's, That's sweet. But I mean, so it's a, it's horrible. I hate being in the gym, but it's it's sweet when it's a nice setup. You know, I was kind of the guy that fucking danced around and lifted a weight here and there and made sure everybody's doing their shit, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now they oh, yeah. up the Iron Man too. There's no mile. No No mile? No three hundreds. What the uh, fuck? What? That's what I'm talking about, dude. I was born too early, man. Yeah. That's you that, were like my class coming in, we were like so I guess my mentality coming in, like I was so pumped to do the iron man like that was like one of my big focuses like i gotta do good in the iron man show the coaches i've been putting in a good summer or whatever and and then sure. once, once you once you get there for a few years it's like <laughs> you, it doesn't really matter yeah you go on the ice obviously and the last, Pooley, my, my fucking hip hurts man i'm out yeah and Pooley actually <laughs> like my senior year called me out um in a good way but he's like Dixie, you haven't been really pounding the weights like you normally do, but you're. Uh, I see you're putting in the work on the ice. I see what you're doing out there, so that's that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. So I guess I kind of. I've always been pretty good in the weight room at North Dakota, but I kind of transferred um, most of my energy to on ice stuff and skill. You know, workload, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I probably started that movement. They probably made those changes because of me. Uh, we'll just say that anyway. <laughs> so, so Dix, when you left, uh, when you when your time at UND comes to an end, um, you headed overseas for a bit, didn't you? Yep. So, what what was that decision like? Why didn't you? Why did you decide to go overseas? Why didn't you want to look? Were you looking at all in North America? I was. I had a couple opportunities to try out. Um, I had one, one in the A, and then a couple in the coast. And 
and I, I just, my dad was kind of helping me out with the process too. And like talking to a bunch of UND alums over in Europe, there's a lot like O'Donnell, Kozak, a bunch yeah. of there and he's kind of getting their, their feel for it. And he kind of asked him like, do you, do you need to play a few years over here to have a better opportunity there? And it's kind of dip, like if they're your first year, you're kind of going to be starting. They don't kind of realize how good college hockey is. And so you got to go over there and have, have a good year there. And then you can get into one of those like top leagues. And so I'm like, I, I better bring up my shoulder too. Like I, I separated my shoulder my sophomore year and it kind of never felt the same. I've had two surgeries at North Dakota and, so I'm like, you know what, I just want to go over there and the different style of play, I guess it's not as, as grindy as like college and not as many hits and stuff like that. So that kind of um, weighed my decision. Factored in, yeah. That factored in definitely. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go over there and I don't know how much I have left or how much more my shoulder can take. So I went over there to Finland. Um, that was the first spot I was in. Um and that was pretty fun. It was during COVID, which kind of sucked. You couldn't go out. Um, Tough. That was kind of a dagger. But actually, there's the second weekend I was there, me and there's one other North American guy who's a goalie. Um, we were kind of buzzing around there like, you're allowed to maybe have a couple drinks out on the outside of a bar. And so we were having a couple drinks and walked by this this spot and you can hear the music just doosh, doosh, you know going crazy and we're like should we just should we pop it <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know it's like 11 30 we pop in and i don't leave until like four in the morning i'm just <laughs> just absolutely in one in my trainer the next day apparently there's uh there's a bouncer that knew the trainer so i get caught right away and he's like you got to go get a covid test right away otherwise I'm, I'm telling the coach so i'm like the next day i'm just like yeah i got a covid test i'm negative it's all good i didn't yeah. go but just tell me but it was a good experience i was there in finland for two months and it was a warm-up skate to my first game out there and the first drill we're doing we're doing two on two just battle drills in a warm-up skate. And I'm coming like full speed around the corner, full speed. Uh, some random guy just trips me and I'm going full speed and I go into the corner right into my bad shoulder. And I, I mess it up again. Done. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is it. I, ca I call my dad. I tell him what happened. And I'm like, I've been I've been battling this thing for too long, and um, it's 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 not fun when you're battling <clears throat> an injury no. that like all the time you're you're sore. Like it's just like mentally it's it's not fun, and um, I like to do everything like a hundred percent. So um, I couldn't do that, and I'm like, all right, this is this is it for me. So I come back to North Dakota, and a few months go by. <clears throat> And then I get a call from my agent and saying a uh, Slovakian team wants me to come out there. And I'm like, fuck, I still got the itch. 
Let's, let's see. Oh, yeah. But literally, like, the, the four months I was back home, I didn't work out. I didn't do shit. So I was, it took me – I had to go in two weeks. So I was out on the ice trying to get back in shape. It's, like, it's impossible. You guys, like, getting back into hockey shape, I'm, I'm out there. I'm skating. I'm like, God, I'm going to be terrible when I show up there. It's an uphill climb for sure. That is tough. Once you stay off the skates for a while, like, I mean, I was off the skates after I retired for like a year and then I played a beer league game. I mean, I felt like I was a fucking giraffe out there on skates. Like it was terrible. And I was so embarrassed because I was playing with guys, you know, who didn't even play varsity hockey and like, you know, they're like scoring and like celebrating. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I got the fuck out of here. Like I can't be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough on the body, and then I go there, and I'm like, "All right, I can, I can do well here." And four games in, I go, I'm a little frustrated, so I go try just hammer some guy, and the guy pulls up on me, and I just go head first into the glass. I, I've had probably four or five concussions before that, and I just laying on the ice, I'm out, so I get. I go to the hospital and get a little CT scan and um, thank God there wasn't any blood, but I, I definitely had a bad concussion. So I'm like, all right, this is, this is kind of the end of the road for me. And the, con- the concussion, the con- I think out of, you know, I was talking to someone earlier about this. I think um, I'd rather take a broken leg than a, than a bad concussion. There's nothing yeah. scarier than when your brain isn't working properly. It's like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's a scary feeling. And, and it's something like that really has something to do with, you know, if you get a bad concussion, um, it's really hard to mentally, you know, feel safe on the ice anymore after that. Cause you're like, I, I absolutely cannot have that happen again. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I took that stuff more seriously because there have been times where I have hit, hit my head or hit somebody or whatever and didn't take it very seriously. And like looking back on it now, I, I wish I would have because that, that stuff is scary. So uh, I'm happy to hear that, you know, it was, you know, a minor concussion from what it sounds like for you. But yeah. I, just, I just know that 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 stuff's scary. So it's it's no fun. Um to have your career kind of end that way. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, my worst concussion was in Penticton and like, I've had a, like two concussions where I'm in the locker room, no idea what the hell's going on. And like, literally just like start crying for no reason. Like that's how like, you, you, you can't yeah. control what's going on up there. And it's, it's kind, oh. of, kind of weird all that happened, but so no. scary, man. That was the end of the road for me, and um, I'm glad I I definitely went out to Europe and give it a chance. And um, yeah, it, it was a good experience. is is a little different, obviously, because obviously the the language barrier. Like on my Slovakian team, kind of a funny story. Our our coach out there, he was a he's a GM, or I mean, our my teammate, he's a GM in Slovakia. Oh. Literally, my my, story. my stallmate. He's the one who recruited me to come. And first first weekend I'm there, or first game I'm there, he starts arguing with the coach. Just I have no idea what the hell they're saying. It's in Slovakian, and just yelling back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden he leaves, and I'm like, 
look over to the guy next to me. What just happened, man? What just happened? And he's like, yeah, he just fired the coach. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy on like a seven hour trip. If it, if it was too far, you wouldn't even go to the game because it was too far. And if it was second period, he's having a bad game. He's like, all right, I'm going to the locker room. I'm done for this. <laughs> <laughs> Teammate fired the coach. <laughs> <laughs> your ass you're not playing me enough you're done <laughs> you put oh, him on, the, on the power play like, right, you're fucking done <laughs> well his, uh his parents owned all the like electricity and the lights and the whole city so he kind of ran the city ran the team so it's it kind of funny <laughs> but he's he's actually a good guy that's hilarious. That's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable story. <laughs> I cannot believe that. It's funny you think about the coast being a shit show, but you don't have your fucking GM sitting next to you lacing them up. Yeah, the, the whole coach co- coach player GM thing is something that I just can't wrap my head around because <laughs> it's I just don't know what I would th- I wish I wish I was a GM player coach. That'd be so sick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could play with one sitting next to me like fucking Johnny over here. Imagine the pressure. Imagine the pressure like you yourself have a bad game and you're like, God, am I a bad coach? I was giving myself too much ice time. (laughs) I wasn't playing that well. Should I, you know, look in the mirror as a coach? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe maybe just power play time only. (laughs) You're a terrible five on five. That guy was on the power play. He's looking in the mirror, having a meeting with himself. You know, I liked your game. You played a really well game, but the, you didn't. You didn't. Figure, you didn't coach too well. Um, I thought you should have ran with a couple other lines um, versus that. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That was, that was something else. Honestly, the craziest part about Europe was the travel to get there. I went through. I went there and back from Finland and there and back from Slovakia. And I thought at least one of them was going to go smoothly, but every single time I ran into troubles, it was during COVID too. So it was an absolute shit show. My flight to Slovakia, I I missed one of my flights. I landed, uh, where the hell was it? London, I think. Missed my flight. And so... I'm running around for like another six hours up and down this big airport. Don't know what's going on. I'm calling the GM and he's not helping at all. So I missed my flight and I end up having to like pay some random driver to bring me two hours to a different spot to stay in uh, a sketchy hotel in Istanbul, Turkey. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's where I flew into it. That's where I missed my flight. It was in Turkey and I drive two hours away in this sketchy ass hotel and it's the middle of the night and I'm not, I'm not sleeping at all. Like I'm wide awake. Cause I, all I hear is all these, this weird music, like this Muslim music. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm staying up all night. I'm like, Oh my God, what, what is going on with my life right now? Where? <laughs> and then finally figured out in the next day I fly out from there. It was Dick's Dick's just picturing you in that situation. Like, oh, 
Nothing against you, but I think you're probably one of the worst guys to be put in that situation and like try to figure out something like randomly. (laughs) It's just so funny to think like you're back here alive. Like if I would have known that situation beforehand, I'm like, oh, he's dead. He's gone. There's no chance he's making out of this. (laughs) My adrenaline was through the roof. I could not sleep at all. And it was it was dark too. Is like a you walk up to the the main desk of the hotel and you're looking up and it's outside and it's like pitch dark and there's people walking around and like I don't it was it was worth <laughs> I was so scared and I, I sent a group chat like a video of the music going on that gives me I was starting to think oh yeah all those war movies and all that <laughs> man I've, I, I out of Everybody that has gone to Europe, I have not heard a good travel story. Oh, every time. Somebody runs into something every single time. Yeah. On the way back, there's uh, the trains. I was getting on a train to go like 30 minutes that way. And I had a whole bunch of luggage. So I'm like, the train door open. I put two bags in and I was walking out to get the other one. And the door closed like this. As soon as I walk in, it closed and we started taking off. So my hockey bag, UND hockey bag, and my, <laughs> I don't know, I forget, my a backpack or something was left there. And so I go all the way 30 minutes one way, and I stop there, and I'm like, Fuck, I get on this other train and get back and get my shit. So this guy was a beauty about it because he saw what happened. He looked at me, and I looked at him. I'm like, what the hell do I do? And so we stopped 30 minutes down the road. And he's like, I'll stay here and watch over your stuff while you go back and get it. So I go back the other way, and thankfully, my bag was there with the sticks. That's there. Wild. Grab it, go back. And I'm like thinking on the way back to get my other bags that I left with this guy. He stole <laughs> it for sure. <laughs> he looked, he definitely looked through the bags and was like, ah, there's clothes in here. I'm gonna, I don't need anything. But he would have, he would have for sure. You would have for sure scooped up a watch or something if it was in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I ended up getting everything, but I didn't have one smooth trip. And it was probably 30 hours of travel each time. Yes. Yeah. It was, but it was an experience, and I'm glad I went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, some, that's something I wish I did. Good, Mems. Yeah, that's one my one regret too is uh, never experienced the overseas. I was happy to be done, but never never got over there just for the experience. Typically, you just do it for the experience, right? Like you're not trying yeah. to like scale your way up. I mean, some guys are, but uh, I mean, sometimes sometimes you just get over there and things go well, and that's why Suit up. that's why that's why guys play over there for 10, 12 years because it goes well. Short seasons, you know, if you get stuck in a spot they're going to pay you to to keep you there and it's a good living and but you'll just never know unless you try and i never try yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's that's what Odie did too he's you yep. know he lights up the east coast and then somehow gets his way over to europe and then bam he's playing the khl you know probably the second best league in the world yeah and he's getting paid good money to play in this high-end league like who could have seen that coming he's still over there making good money so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a good point. You just never fucking know. Like you just go over there to have a good time and you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Yeah. You get in the um, go over there and you get to literally see the, some of the most beautiful places in the world. And 
um, short season, which is nice. It's it's yeah. not and it's like you're gonna play 40, 50 games, and it's not crazy physical. So you just got to maintain the body and come back for the summers, and it's it's a good setup over there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, Dix, uh, let's wrap it up here. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate having you on. Um, as always, Olson, Mace, great to see you guys. But uh, thanks again for coming on, Dix. Hope all is well. We'll probably uh, see you in a few weekends here and head down to the Minneapolis area. Um, yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah. I'll see you next weekend. <laughs> yes, we, 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 we didn't really get into me and Dixon just going nasty. Um Oh. For, about, for about eight games, but oh, okay, we've done this before. We've had a couple endings and then revived it. Like, yeah, let's do we'll, it. we'll we'll just revive it quickly. Dixon and I and and Ludwig Hoff, that that connection that we had was just disgusting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we're the we're the hottest college players on earth. We scored an OT winner that got called back. Um, we scored the two before that too. We were oh like, yeah, we just went bonkers. We went yeah. we went nuts. Bu. Yeah, that's a that goal. That goal fucking counted. Ludwig oh, he, was not offside. Percent. That was terrible. That was <laughs> a highlight of my career, but also the worst. One of the worst yeah. times of my career. Just yeah. Oh, got him. But we were, we were just mucking and grinding third line guys, just freaking carrying the team on our back. Yeah. It was it was absolutely bonkers. It was it was nuts. I loved it, every second of it. A little shout out. We got to get Gorns in there too. Oh yeah, he, he was he was buzzing around with us and threw a guy, put a guy through the glass. That's so, that's something we haven't talked about. Is <laughs> Gorn's just absolutely eliminating that player through the glass? Yeah. <laughs> that game down three one, and then we score two more, tie up, yeah. and you know the rest. The rest is history. But he just fucking buried that guy. <laughs> it was. The, the place went dead. Yeah. Si- it was so loud, and then it went dead silent. And all of a sudden, you could just feel the energy just yeah. building, oh, yeah. just building <laughs> with about eight minutes left. Then we go doink, doink, tie the game up. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Good memes. Fuck. Yeah. I got I got a shout out to the Dirty South boys. Had a good time in college with those fellas. Spent a lot of time yeah. with Cammer, Wooly, Janny. Yeah. Quick we'll, we'll, we'll is a guy we need to get on for sure. Oh yeah, you got yeah. Wooly we'll, we'll, will bring the heat. He's got a he's good, on the, got a good story to tell. That's for sure. Yeah, he's on the list for sure. No, I. Well, I uh, it's been yeah. an honor, and uh, I'll probably see you guys if not this weekend, it'll be next weekend. <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> I love it. Sounds Miss good. you, brother. Appreciate right. you coming on. Love you, boys. Yeah. Love you too. And we'll see you next week.